In three, two, one. Welcome everybody to the LifePoint Table Talk podcast. We are on week five here of our Bible uh, reflection reading. My name is Jason, and I've got with me brother, Pastor Tyler. Hello, hello. And we just did uh, part one, and it was a longie, mm-hmm. but a goodie. And uh, so we're going to do part two here for our New Testament reading, which is Matthew 20 through 23. And uh, let's just jump right in here, shall we? Yes. Okay, so we're going to start at 20. Uh, He starts off with the parable of the workers. Um, And interesting, he starts it off, I I think all of these, or he, he says it quite a few times. Uh, the kingdom of heaven is, is like, like this. Yeah. And uh, then... I love that. He keeps using this kingdom of heaven language for sure. Um, let's see. So the general story on this one is a landowner hires people to work for a certain price. Then he hires others later who work less time, but he pays them the same. And at the end he says, first of all, he can do what he wants because it's his mm-hmm. and it's not unfair because he paid uh he paid the, what he said he would the original people what he said he would yeah. and he can pay whatever he wants to for the last people and at the end he says the first will be last and the last shall be first um i think that's really interesting um just reading through this again because i always heard that first and last thing is kind of a uh, class thing, like almost, you know, like an upside, like the, mm. the people on the bottom class are going to take over the top or whatever, something like that. And I'm sure there's something kind of there to that, but it it's really just a leveling of the playing field there, yeah. you know, and um, amazing, amazing illustration there. It is. It's multifaceted too. There's humility there is implied, and there's also implied though too with this parable um, that there are people in that generation right there, people that no one ever expected sinners, prostitutes, tax collectors. They're yep. gonna we're gonna see it in just a couple chapters here. Yeah, that they're coming in before the others. Yeah, because they're repentant, they're willing, they're open. Yeah, to and the he, Messiah's and he, message, and he does more parables later that it gets more and more specific. Yeah, about. and I think it's also a great representation of grace. This is this is what grace looks like. Yeah, and you a, know, you worked one hour, it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, and it's really a, this heart thing. And I was talking with uh, Pastor Katrina about this and some of the, these other Old Testament readings where it's like somebody gets blessed. Mm-hmm. And then somebody gets mad about it, oh, yeah. <laughs> like over and over and over yeah. again. Hey, wait a minute. Yeah. So there's this kind of like uh, root human nature thing. Right? Hey, why is he getting that? Yeah. You I know? worked the heat of the day. Which is like a root thing that's off in us. Instead of just being happy, oh, cool. You, you know, yeah. We we all get to get paid here. We get mad about yeah. it. Yeah. Um, and we're going to see this more in the parables to come, too. He's also talking to a people, a chosen people that have been there for millennia, that have had every opportunity yeah. to be a part of this kingdom. And yeah. yeah, well, again, I get it. I, I would be mad, too, kind of yeah. like these guys just show up at the end with what, what the 
Israelites, Hebrew people have gone through. Yeah. These guys just show up, you know, like sure. like they own the place or whatever, you know, and after I think all that, that work. I think about that a lot, too, with our, our beautiful Jewish brothers and sisters mm-hmm. when it comes to Christians. Like, I could see that being kind of rubbing them the wrong way. Like, sure. it's like we just have appropriated their Absolutely. entire Hebrew Bible Absolutely. with this person of Jesus. Yeah. And it's what we believe, but at the same time, it's, uh, you know, you can relate, yeah. like you said, with human nature. Yeah. Um, again, uh, Jesus predicts his death and resurrection right in the middle of all this. Yeah, I love that. Um, just kind of just sandwiched in there. Just pretty like a reminder. specific. Again, uh, everybody still seems pretty shocked. Yeah, and they, they don't get it. Yeah. like I, You'll it see later, they still don't get it. very direct. What he says there, I, I don't have the passage, but I just remember being like, that seems pretty clear. Yeah. <laughs> like he says, I'm behold, good. we are going to Jerusalem, and the Son of Man will be delivered, and they will condemn him to death. <laughs> yeah, that's a pretty specific. And they will hand him over to the Gentiles to mock and scourge and crucify him, and on the third day he will be raised yeah, up. It's like the whole thing, very yeah. specifically. Yeah, that is uh, very specific, uh, which is what makes the next part even more amazing. Immediately. Yeah, uh, are we talking about the mother's request? Yes. Yeah, the best ever. Sons of Zebedee, uh, she asks if they can be his right and left hand in his kingdom. Mm-hmm. He just finished telling of his death and resurrection mm-hmm. and what he's going to have to experience. And it's like without missing a beat, hey, I wasn't listening. Yeah. At all, just and he, now. And he says that. He says, you don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. Don't, you don't know what you're asking for. And this is a total mom <laughs> kind of moment, you know. Uh, but it's interesting. He does say they will eventually drink the cup. Yeah. It will. It is going to happen. But you don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. And I love this, too. He says, my cup you shall drink, but to sit on my right and my left, this is not mine to give, but it is for those to whom it has been prepared by my father. And there are a lot of much smarter folks than me, biblical scholars and theologians that believe that he's referring to the two thieves that will mm. be on his right and his left on Golgotha, on Golgotha, which is really fascinating yeah. to ponder. And uh, I, I heard another minister talking about this, and I, I, I had always just thought this was a hilarious passage. Um, but he was saying how he, he was actually kind of commending the mother and the, these kids because they actually believed it enough to ask that his kingdom was real yeah. and it was coming so much so that they were trying to vie, you know, get yeah. a place in it yeah. already. It was totally. that real to them. And, you know? and which it follows, he uses it as a teaching moment mm. and where he says, no, my kingdom's not that way. Yeah. The Gentiles, they lord it over you. They're great men exercise authority, but not way, not this way with you guys. Yep. He says, the masters or rulers will be servants. Yeah. You know. Whoever wishes to be first among you shall be your slave. Yeah. Um, at the end there, there's a passage where a blind man is healed. Yeah. Uh, I love that one just for the way Jesus responds. Yeah, he says, me too. What do you want? <laughs> like, what are you asking for? Like, they're blind and yelling at him, like, it seems pretty obvious <laughs> what they're wanting him yeah. to do. I, I don't know what the, uh, you know. I think a, a little bit of that is, let's see, let me see a little bit of your faith. Mm, yeah. You know, let's, that's your, your end of it is, 
this responding what you need for me yeah. and of course he grants it I love that it says moved with compassion you see that over and mm. over and over again yeah. in the gospel narratives that Jesus that's was true because constantly it, it, moved with compassion because I kind of read it like uh, almost annoyed you know like you can read into this stuff yeah. so much oh my gosh but like that could be like what do you want you know what I mean but then it says he's moved with compassion that wasn't what was happening he it was a compassionate exchange there something yeah, was happening you know absolutely. he wasn't like mad at him and there's so much context that's lost to us over right. time like i mean even yeah. body language yeah and... there's no it, it's unless we get a specific you know revelation yeah. to know exactly what was happening there's a yeah. lot of you would have had to been there yes i love what pastor <laughs> jeff says a lot that um that people think of jesus as this kind of just wandering aimless hippie dude the blank gaze spaced out spaced out he was probably so charming and yeah and funny and you mean he wasn't like william defoe no not at all (laughs) i think i think there was i read a commentary too there is a really tough passage about a syrophoenician woman where he you know says that you know it can't give the bread to the dogs Mm -hmm. yeah but that commentator said he literally could be like tongue in cheek, wink, wink. Like hmm. you could, you don't yeah, know how you're reading like, it. How you're reading that? Because you, like, you could read that in a total super intense. Yeah, is he being racist? Like, like how many job uh, uh, circumstances or relationships have been affected by that? You can't read inflection on a text message. Yep. Totally. You know, it's like what? What? What did that mean? Totally. So I think there's a little bit of that there as well, because he was like always moved with compassion. And I love that this is just sandwiched in there like a reminder. This is part of the kingdom, mm. gospel, healing. Yeah. Healing, yeah. It's just, it is continuous and available. Awesome. Uh, 21, we get into a Jesus riding in Jerusalem on a donkey as a king. Mm. Um, so good. I love it too. Um, I don't know why this stuck out. I always... We, we were so big on the palm branches, you know, for mm-hmm. this thing. But it actually first says they spread their coats on the ground. I, I, to me, that's even bigger. Like, it's not just some branch. Like, their clothing. Yeah. They're taking it and off and like laying it their down. their only coat, probably. Yeah, that's... yeah. Like, this is, like, the highest honor you could give, you know. Um, and they're all cheering, Hosanna, son of David. Um and this is crazy too. Jesus goes uh, straight into the temple and drives out the people buying and selling. Um, uh, so th- this amazing moment, it, it immediately you know it doesn't go where you think it's going to go. Yeah. It shifts into him you know cleaning house. Well, and he's acting as a king, so he rides mm. in as a king, but not the king they're expecting. Yeah. It's humble on a donkey. Uh, it's from Zechariah, that prophecy, and it talks about a king who's going to come in peace. Yeah. But then he instantly goes into the temple and just and judges it. Hmm. And he this is really bizarre, too. Um, it says, they say to him, do you hear what these children are saying? Well, it's concerning Hosanna, the son of da- Hosanna to the son of David. And he says, yes, have you never read, out of the mouth of infants and nursing babies, you have prepared praise for yourself? Mm. That's from Psalm 8. And that's one of the most key royal psalms mm. in all of psalms. Wow. That's the psalm of the king. And uh, so that's what this king looks like. Yeah. Not what they were expecting in any way, shape, or form. Yeah, again, I, I love that uh, children are there. And they're attracted to him. 
you know, like we're talking about. Yeah. He's not, it's not you know, this weirdo. He must have been attractive, you know, and charismatic in a way that, you know, kids are not attracted to grumpy, Mm-mm. you know, crazy, mean people no, not in general. Um, uh, so the, the chief priests don't like that. They're all giving him praise. Uh, it then, it highlights another crazy cool passage where jesus goes to eat a fig mm-hmm. and there's no figs so he gets mad and curses the tree and it dies yeah and the tree withers um this this one says its tree withers immediately i think there might be a different version of that in another gospel. yeah there is i think in luke where they come back it's like the next day or something. yeah they come back the next day yeah. it's happened interesting yeah and i think this is just this ongoing theme of hey you know, you've had all this time to bear fruit for me. Mm. And if you can't bear fruit, then there's going to be another people that's going to ra- raise up and yeah. be my people and they will bear fruit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And he, and he tells them cause they're amazed by it that, uh, if you believe you can throw a mountain into the sea and if you believe whatever you ask in prayer, you'll have, uh, beautiful poetic imagery there i love you know picking up a mountain and throwing it in the ocean yeah um pretty awesome um jesus again this this the gospels are just full of these back and forth uh with the chief priests um they're trying to trap him yeah they're scrambling yeah and then he traps them (laughs) he turns it around he asks them about john the baptist and yeah, he sets a trap for them. They can't answer, so they have to leave him alone. Uh, then we get into the parable of two sons. Um, one son says he will do the work, but never does it. The other says he will not, but later does. Yeah. Um, I've always liked this too because it's just so simple. It's short and sweet, and it's coming right on the heels of John the Baptist. I don't mm. think that's a coincidence mm. because he's talking about the tax collectors and prostitutes will get into the kingdom of God before you because they're the ones that initially were like their lifestyle, their their right. way of things, thing, doing things are like, no, yeah, I'm not, no, I'm not going to be a part of this. But they change their mind. They repent. Yep. And that's what happened with people that were coming to John the Baptist and the, the leaders, the elders, the chief priests. Yeah. They were having none of that. Right. And so he's calling them out. Yeah, big time. Yeah. Uh, the parable, next parable is the parable, parable of the tenants. Yeah, this is a great one. Um, I'll just give an overview here, and you can add. Uh, he has a vineyard. He hires others to run it. He sends his servants to check on it, and they kill him. Uh, I think there's a couple servants, maybe. And yeah. then eventually he sends his own son, and they kill him. Yeah. And then he ends it with like a question, you know, what should happen to these people who keep killing <laughs> yeah. the servants? Um, yeah, he forced them to bring judgment on themselves. Yeah. Yeah, and this is one of the, a lot of parables are really tough to to kind of get through and figure out. This one is really crystal clear. <clears throat> All throughout the Old Testament, the vine- vineyard almost always represents Israel. And so these servants, these slaves that he's sending to them over and over again are the prophets, Mm -hmm. the prophets of old. And one by one, you know, they reject these prophets. They don't listen to them. They don't heed their warnings. They 
you know, hurt some of them. And eventually God says, all right, I'm going to send my son, mm-hmm. which is Jesus himself. And the response is, well, they're going to crucify him. Yeah. So once again, he's predicting his death. Yeah. And they, they, it says they know he's talking about them and, yeah. uh, plan to arrest him <laughs> uh but the people like him people are for him so they stay off and there's a, there's an amazing passage in there where he he uh uh 2142 where he says the stone the builders rejected mm. has become the cornerstone that's like a, a bedrock uh scripture there the cornerstone yep and uh Therefore, I tell you that the kingdom of God, again, the kingdom, will be taken away from you and given to people who will produce its fruit. Any, anyone who falls on this stone will be broken to pieces, and anyone on whom it falls will be crushed. Mm-hmm. Um, again, when, when there's stuff like that, it's very specific for me to, to the importance of Jesus. The, the person of Jesus as the cor- cornerstone, like literally, yeah. like, no, this is it. This is the guy <laughs> you're going to have to deal with this guy one way or another. Um, yeah. And it's interesting too, because it says that I say to you, the kingdom of God will be taken away from you and given to a people producing the fruit of it. And this whole stone with the builders rejected passage, Peter uses explicitly mm. to talk about yeah, yeah. how we are now a chosen people, right. a royal priesthood, a holy nation. Yeah. Uh, as we get into 22, and more parables here. Mm. This one's the parable of the wedding banquet. Um, again, he starts off the kingdom of heaven is like a uh, king who prepares a wedding banquet for his son and invites people to come. The people invited don't come. Uh, again, yeah. I think well, they, I, they kill his servants. Well, it's amazing, too. It's, it's like they're literally saying we don't have time for God. Mm. We don't have time for the king. Mm-hmm. Life's too important. We can't make it to this wonderful, lavish, amazing feast you prepare, prepared. Yeah. It's like his grace is shining through, but you know what? We don't have time for that. Yeah. We're not even going to show up. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it says too, there's like military. Yeah. The king was enraged and he sent his armies. And destroys them. Yeah. yeah. And destroyed those murderers. And set their city on fire. Yeah. <laughs> so intense. Yeah. Uh, then he invites others from the streets. Uh, and then, a uh, curious part here, one of the men comes without wedding clothes, and they throw him out. Yeah. And the famous into darkness, weeping, gnashing of teeth. Right. Um, I think the gravity there, continuing from the parable of the landowner, is where he says that it will be taken away from you and given to a new people producing the fruit. Well, there's still with these new people, there's going to be that requirement of producing fruit. Yeah. And so that one person that shows up and they're not really all in, it's like they're, yeah, yeah there's, it, it, to, I, when I was reading, I felt like there was still a, a, a honor requirement. Yeah. Even for these other, it wasn't just it's a free like for all. They're somehow behaving like the original people were mm-hmm. behaving with their yeah. lack of honor. He wasn't uh, respecting what, or uh, like you were talking, they didn't have time for it. Uh, this yeah. guy's not giving it weight. He's not making it important. Yeah. And it seems obvious that everybody else that showed up seems to have gotten it right. Yeah. Yeah. So even with this new 
kingdom promise and this new people, there's still, you know, that responsibility of how we respond to God's grace. Right, right. In the appropriate way, in devotion and awe. Yeah. He says, many invited, few chosen. Um, then we get into, they try to uh, trap him with the tax question. Mm. The famous pay Caesar what is Caesar's and God what is God's. Yes. Um, just s- s- super uh clever response there it is um, and and what i was reading a, um, a commentary of a guy named rt france and he, this really jumped out he said um jesus perceived their malice and said why are you testing me you hypocrites so he calls them hypocrites and he says show me the coin used for the poll tax and so this was a coin that was abhorrent to them it had the image of caesar on it mm. likening him to a god yeah like something that they couldn't tolerate and right. their, and their very strict Judaism, mm-hmm. and it says, so they brought him one. So that means they had it on them. Yeah, they were already doing. <laughs> like it. they had it yeah. on their body, and apparently he didn't. Mm-hmm. You know, because he asked them to bring it to him. Yeah, and that's where he says, "Render to Caesar the things that are Caesar's, and to God the things that are God's." Yeah, just once again, just masterful. Yeah, takes the whole thing and turns it on on its head. Yeah. Um, later on in the chapter, a uh, uh, highlight I got to get in here, uh, the greatest commandment, um, one of my favorite verses, love the Lord your God with all your heart, mm. all your soul, and all your mind. Uh, that's the first one. The second is like it, love your neighbor as yourself. Um, I mean, th- that's, that's, the, uh, that's the new covenant like we were talking about the old That's one yep. the, all those laws and everything really boil down to these two things mm-hmm. he um, even says that the on these two commandments depend the whole law and the prophets yeah yeah so that's i feel like that's what like we were talking about how some of those were really wild just intense specific laws and things but it was leading to this mm-hmm. was building toward toward this uh uh other way of seeing things um, and we get to 23, um, again, the greatest among us is a servant. Those who exalt themselves will be humbled and those who humble will be exalted. Mm. Another theme that just c- sort of continually happening with Jesus where he's turning things mm-hmm. on their head. And he explicitly uses himself as an example here in verse 10. He yeah. says, for, for one is your leader, that is Christ the Messiah. Yeah, yeah. Which makes me think of Philippians 2, that beautiful Christ hymn where he talks about how he was, though in the form of God, did not regard, regard equality with God as something to be exploited, right. emptied himself. Yeah. He's the prime example, what that looks like. Yeah. It's amazing. Um, he gets into it with the Pharisees again. Uh, he says, don't be hip- hypocritical and just give tithes while you neglect justice, mercy, and faithfulness. Um, amazing. Yeah. He's, he, he's not uh, getting down on tithe. He's saying give tithe, but don't neglect these other things. Uh, justice. It's crazy. Justice and then mercy right after it. Um, kind of like these two things balance each other out somehow, mm-hmm. and then with faithfulness. Um, and they were the calling card 
of the prophets and the yeah. people. Like that's what they were constantly, yeah, constantly imploring their people to do justice and mercy. Yeah, in the midst of whatever might have been going on at that time. Yeah, and we were talking like uh, with Moses, with that time where he, God is going to wipe them all out, and he convinces them not to. Like that's mercy. Yeah. Then he comes down, and there's a level of justice, so justice that happens as well, where a bunch yeah. of them don't make when, it. Where God reveals who he really is in Exodus 34, where he says he's compassionate and full of truth, loving kindness, and forgiving the sin and iniquity for thousands, generations, mm-hmm. but by no means letting the guilty go unpunished. Yeah. That's part of that same character. Right, right. You can't have the one without the other. It doesn't work that way. Yeah. Um, then we get into the woes. Mm. I'm not going to read through Whoa. them all. There's a bunch of woes. Uh, they're directed Hardcore. at the Pharisees. Um, and it's interesting. He says, you would kill the prophets like your ancestors. And he finishes by saying, go ahead and finish what you started. Mm. Or what they started. Um, it's intense. I, I mean, it sounds intense, but they're also the whole time over and over planning to arrest and kill him. You know what I mean? Like yeah. he's just seeing what they're doing, you know what I mean? And responding to it. Um, and calling them out basically. Um, but I love how it ends though. And we'll end here. Um, it ends by saying he wants, he wants to gather them like a mother gathers her children. Mm-hmm. First of all, he's using the mother there yeah, as an that's example. Different, yeah. That's a different thing. There's a, there's a caring, uh, nurturing, nurturing side there. Yes. Right after all this intensity, yeah. he's saying, this is actually what I want. Yeah, well, he's almost I, bookending it. Like, look, yeah. I want justice and mercy. I want these good things, but this is what you're Yeah, you doing. Are, you are pushing into this, this other thing. This is what you've twisted it into. Yeah. No, I want this. Yeah, and it says, but they are unwilling, and God has abandoned them without protection. They won't see him again until they say, which is, I don't know, hopeful maybe. Um, Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Accept him and acknowledge who he is. Mm. Um, There had to be some that did eventually. Yeah. Come to that realization and change their mind. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, so much, so much richness in the, in these three chapters. Uh, it's amazing. Uh, uh, so we'll we'll end there. Um, thanks everybody for tuning in. Any last comments there, Pastor Tyler? No, this has been awesome. The Bible is amazing. So cool. The word, I love it, love it, love it. So uh, keep tuning in with us, guys. Uh, Life Point Table Talk. Podcast. Yeah, and keep reading with us. And if you can't catch up, don't worry about it. Just start wherever we're at and, and just go from there. Yeah, Jump in there. Jump right. in. Have a great day, everybody. Mm-hmm. Peace.